like yeah with the mustache and all that especially when um and justice like we're gonna edit it out but like at the same time he's already superman people gonna identify him as superman so give give it to someone else here's the thing he's not gonna be superman forever obviously they're not gonna bring him back for the whatever the hell warner brothers dc is doing he Mm. can do it literally wipe away what we know like what what like forget what you know henry cavill as Omni Man, it can work. No, can work. Mm-hmm. no. The only thing it'll look off is giving him gray, um, dyeing his um tips gray. But either other than that, it'd be fine as Omni Man. Nah, he's too young. No, he literally. Before we get too far, welcome to the Giant Contra Robot Podcast. I'm your host Desmond. Desi is dead. Robinson, aka Old Man Desi, with my co-host. Ray Montez Williams, aka the Ray Square, aka Moon Boy. What up, boy? What's up? What's up? <laughs> and we are here um, talking about episodes seven and eight of Invincible, um, two heavy hidden final episodes of the season. Um, range of emotions, range of emotions. Um, some mm. we, we we get we we get real ethnic on one episode. I mean. Like, come on. Like, Amber, like, girl, don't make a brother, make a brother scream. <sighs> and then episode eight, the final episode, that is um, just, oh my God, a heart wrencher. A heart wrencher. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. But at the top of the episode, you heard us talk a little bit about Henry Cavill. No, he is not confirmed for anything for no invincible live action movie which is still in the cards it's just i saw some fan casting and i thought it can work but we'll have we don't want to jump too far to he obviously ray said he's too young but omni man says something in episode eight that actually contradicts what ray is saying <laughs> So, we have to wait. <laughs> to maybe, maybe, maybe it like prove like backs up what I say even more. Nah, nah, nah. Um, as always, you can listen to this episode and and over one hundred and one, well, one hundred and two episodes of the Jack Gotcha of a Robot on Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, coming soon, Apple Podcasts, in the near future, YouTube way in the near future i mean like if we have money we'll probably be on youtube now but until then you get to listen to me and ray on this spot letting congratulations out, letting out our emotions because this these two episodes is like fucking a um and i and this was like on purpose so let, let us do back to back because it shows this is a bin, invisible shows this is a very bingeable show like i know it's like 40 close to 50 minutes long but it doesn't really feel like that when you watch the show because it's just like it, it picks up the pace it doesn't drag on it just keeps like that is that is for the overall season it just feels like 
it does not drag on. It just keeps going with a forward momentum. Definite going back um, to the first 12 issues of Invincible. There are some significant changes, like we said before, but I feel those changes actually helps the show. Yeah, yeah. So I think this may be the definitive um, source of the story. You know, like if they add things that like add to the story, to the suspense, to what's going on. You know, um, especially like the fight scenes mm-hmm. and giving characters more to do than they and more fleshed out in the show as opposed to in the comic. How I, how I see it. Um, and I'm actually going to do something. I'm not going to, I'm not going to go past. I'm, I was rereading events, but I was like, you know, what? I'm going to stop where basically where episode eight left off at. And I'm not going to go any further than that. Cause I wonder, cause like I rather instead of like getting back that muscle memory of remembering the comic, I'd rather be surprised all over again. I, I, I want to experience what the people who don't read comic books experience. Well, we get we get a little bit of that, right? We, no, technically, yeah, technically we are. You're right, you're right. And damn it, I have to I have to actually admit this on on, on the podcast. You was right. Episode eight was gonna be the big one. <laughs> I told you. <laughs> right. I can see I can see I can see defeat on this one. Um let's go right into episode seven. Ooh. First off, all right, I need to get this out. God damn it, Amber Luck. No, we get we'll save Amber. We just say we save. Um, essentially, Debbie is confirmed, and Nolan just being a fucking dick, not telling her. Like, yeah, I killed him. He's like, just tell him why you killed him. Probably like, she, like she's the she said in episode six, if I remember. She helped him learn how to be an Earth hero, essentially. Yeah. But, so like. Try to help her comprehend what you're doing. Nope. That Beltramite stubbornness just kicks in. Like, I don't have to do shit. You know, I'm always talking. Why don't you start it off? (laughs) So, so it starts off with them fighting, and then eventually... um, CISO retrieves Debbie and they come to realize like well Debbie comes to realize that there's not nothing that she can do or say to convince Nolan or to convince them that he's good because Nolan um has gone off the deep end. <laughs> he's um looking so he starts so um they take Debbie to the central place the secret um base that all Cecil's operations go over and then um Debbie's there thinking that like there's a reason as to why a good reason as to why Nolan is going crazy marrying people and so like um most of this episode is just you watching Nolan um looking for Invincible while Invincible's just chilling with Eve you know uh, doing superheroes things 
No, he, was, um, he, he wasn't really doing superhero things. He was just like, I don't know why Eve got on his ass about keeping his secret identity to Amber when she clearly told him it's a secret identity. <laughs> I I just hate, um, I just hate Amber. She's her character is illogical. Um, so you don't like? Are you gonna get mad? So right quick, right quick. So you just like both comic and animated version Amber? Or you just or just like in general the character in general? I, so I don't remember comic book Amber. I need to go back and uh, read the comic and see how I feel about her. But like. You know, I want her out the picture, you know, just like in the comics. It's like, I want her out of there so Adam, Eve, and Invisible can get together, you know, um, because we all know what's going to happen. Like, even for non-comic book watchers, you know, um, readers, like, y'all can see the chemistry between those two. You know how she feels about him. You know she's always hanging around. But, um... I forget, I forget her name, Amber. But Amber is just like, <laughs> I just feel like, I feel like she's a thorn. I feel like she's a thorn in his foot. That's just like a, an annoyance. Because like everything he's done up until this point was to, for superhero acts, he was saving people. And she was like, you lied to me. Like, but I have a f- whole ass secret identity. I cannot just give it to you. I'm not giving you my secret identity for your safety, for my safety, my family's safety. Like, don't you understand the meaning of the secret identity? And, like, the reason why she was mad at the party thing, not the party, but when it was at college, was because um, he, Mark went away. He wasn't there. But then he reveals that he's invincible. Then she changes it all up onto, like, oh, you never, oh, you, you're not there for me. You lied to me, all this stuff. I'm like, what do you not understand? Like, I'm out here saving people, and you knew that I was a hero this whole damn time. So, why are you sitting here mad at me? You're mad here for no reason. Um, mm. she, she pissed me off even more in episode eight. <laughs> continue what you're saying. Um, this is the first time where all people. Doesn't matter if you're non-binary, male, female, whatever you identify. Globally, everyone hates Amber at that exact moment. He's like, you ran away. Everybody's like, so you want him to stand there with you and let all these people die? Yeah. Literally, the only person who has the right to be pissed off at Mark is his friend, William. He went, Mark was focusing so much on Amber. He told he let, he let Rick get turned into a reanimate. Yeah, he got mutilated because of that bullshit. So, like, of anything, it's like, at the end of the day, it's Amber's fault. And in comic book Amber, she cheats on Mark. Mark is like, you know what? We're done. She cheats on. But here, it's like... I want to say it's kind of real, like it's a little bit too real. How they, like, how uh, that, that like it, can, it, it doesn't matter. Like we're not trying to make this character seem like hell. The world is already doing it. We're just like adding on to it, which is like, yeah. And this is a trope that I'm noticing with superhero, with superheroes now. Because like if you look at Superman and Lois, his kids hate hates him. I'm like, wait. 
what is their reason for hating? Was like, you choose to save the world and be with us. Like, you wouldn't tell us your secret identity. So far, in two episodes alone, it proves Clark is right. Clark and Lois was very right on not letting his, their kids know that he's Superman. And they are not listening to him whatsoever. One that had the gall. Like, I don't, I don't fucking get it. What, I don't want this conflict in, in, in superhero shit. I know I get, I'm, I'm, an, I'm an adult. We should be dealing with this. But Invincible further drives home. This shit's annoying. Like, Mark was not lying. He was, like, keeping, technically keeping her safe. Essentially. Mm. Like, what if, like, Nolan finds out? Like, wait, hell, Nolan already knows this is Amber. That could have took it a hell of a left turn if he was, like, when he was doing all that, um, well, we don't want to jump to episode eight just yet. But... (laughs) Um, hell no, no, like just I was screaming at the screen. That if I'm stumbling on my words, people, that scene alone had me stumbling, had had me angry, and I'm it's coming back because I'm like I've been. Yes, I have lied. I will admit this. I have lied, but lying mm-hmm. is not cheating. It do never equate the two. Mm-hmm. Just hell, she lied. If you really say thing, we want to flip it back on Amber. She lied. If you knew he was invincible, you knew he he was catching L's against Battle Beast, and his chest cracked open. Like you know what? Fuck that soup kitchen. Man. I say what I said. Fuck that soup kitchen. Fuck that hood. She ain't shit. Um, we get further down. Um, robot. We people. Well, I know what's up with robot, but that's a way future spoiler, and that's a comic book future spoiler. Um, mm-hmm. but robot is since you got a clone of Rex Explode. That is um, and I will get this. That's episode eight when we actually hear him talk, but. No, no, this is episode seven. We hear Rex, um, the clone of Rex talk, right? Yeah, he talks. I'm getting, I'm getting, I'm getting, I'm getting the episodes because I watched them back to back. So I'm getting the episodes. It's like it really blends in. Like you can tell, like, like Captain America, I'm like Falcon and Winter Soldier. You can tell, like, all this was like done at the same time. So like this, like seven and eight, really blends for me. But um. Oh, because it all takes place in the same day. Yeah. You know, it's like a continuous, like, like, you know, like a continuous shot. You know, it's just like the same thing that happened to, um, towards the end of episode seven. It's like the whole thing in episode eight. So they like merge and bleed into each other. So, like, it's, it makes sense to, like, you know, not be able to differentiate the two. Yeah. Um, and we just see Nolan just like laying waste to all the Cecil people, his right hand person, um, like literally breaking his spine before blowing up, um, blowing each other up, and then learning like, oh my god, they fucked up that town. But the people that are in the town, but you, Cecil like quickly, it's like a throwaway line if you're not paying attention. Cecil said, "Oh no, we cleared out the um, the surrounding area before we did all this." I was like, oh shit, Cecil was thinking like 
thousand steps ahead before a ship, um, some shit pops off, which essentially is happening. Then um, I feel like Robert Kerman almost killed, was going to kill William like multiple times because this happened like again. This is twice. This is what William is dealing with. Well, once the comic, and then this is the second time. And Nolan is going straight for William. Like, where's my son? Like, he, he, he's somewhere. He's like, ooh. That boy got away scot-free. His car didn't, but he got away scot-free. Then we get to Eve and Mark um, talking. And this is where Eve got me a little bit. I was like, you told him. You've been with you've been with another superhero for deck for years. This is easy for your identity. You have you can tell she has not been with a regular person. She's only dated superhero people. So mm-hmm. that I think that's that that's one thing I've like I quickly noticed off of off of Eve when she was talking to uh, Mark. Like Mark actually is like trying to be as human as possible. Try to keep a secret identity. Try to do the right thing. Try to do good. And actually learning. Like, Mark literally, like, and if you really sit and look at the series, it takes place over the course of eight months. Out a year, just over eight months. That's how I equate these eight episodes. This is all in, all in the span of eight months, which is, like, fucking crazy. And really didn't think about it. All this happened so fast. Yeah. Um, and then after, the, we, we, when we hear uh, while this is going on, we go back to the Muller twins and Robot, which we now know his name is Rudy. Um, some form of um, birth defect, but I'm gonna have to give it up to Jason Matukas. If you've seen the league, um, I saw a clip of the good place. Like Brooklyn Nine Nine, he has this over and obviously as Rex explode, he has this over the top vocal cadence. When he's talking as young as Rudy, like pretty much copying the cadence of Zachary Quinto. That is fucking phenomenal. Like he's copying the way how Zachary Quinto will talk, but this is Jason Matuka's talking. It's fucking weird. Like I'm, I, I want to know, like, if we're gonna get an episode of him in the robot suit, and it's Zachary Quinto still talking as robot. So you know how, like, you know how, have you played Cyberpunk? Um, not completely, but some of it. You know how certain parts of the game where, where V lets, um, uh, Keanu Reeves take over his body, and they're both, no. and they're, they're both okay. There's a part in the but game. But they talk to each other. Yeah, they talk, and they're not talking to one another. It's where, where both people are occupying the same body. You're letting the other person take over. But when, if, let's say, I'm gonna pull the DC here. I'm I'm pulling different. I'm pulling Dead Man. When I'm talking, I hear my voice. When you, when I'm making, forcing you to talk, you hear not only my voice, 
speaking through you. You're hearing your voice, not only your voice, but my voice at the same time, going on at the same time. But the person that's talking to you, that's talking to you, you're talking to, is only hearing your voice, if you kind of get what yeah. I'm saying. So, yeah, he doesn't know what's going on internally. Yeah. So, in this case, I wonder if we're going to get that with robots. So every time robots in the body, we may hear Jason Matukas, but we could probably hear faintly Zachary Quinto and like in the in the in the um, in the vocals as at the same time. It's a trick that oh. that does have that does work in movies. I just never seen it in cartoons. That's something I would like to see though, as we go forward though, because I mean like kind of crappy. You only keep Zachary Quinto for one season. But then that kind of, <laughs> make, but it actually kind of makes sense with the amount of actors and actresses that they got for this show. Let's see. When he uses the suit, if he has that big robot voice. No. Um, then we just get this fucking brawl of a fight with Nolan versus Rianaman destroying a billion dollar nosebleed laser cannon. Monster he defeated off screen, all coming back just to whip his ass. That, that I was expecting him to lose an ear or something in that fight against the Reanimate because they were just biting the shit out of him. <laughs> oh my gosh, man, that was like that had me <laughs> shit like shaking because that shit looked disgusting and that bite got him. I'm like, oh, they gonna rip off something? But then he started ripping people apart left and right. I was like, yep, that's the natural reaction. Just throw up. Just throw up. They already did. And D.A. Seclair right there throwing a bitch fit. I'm still, episode six, where Mark gives him the pimp hand and just like literally rearranges his jaw. That's so fucking funny. Like, oh my God. Still alive. Jaw broke. Still alive. Um, Eve learning what um, was going on with Nolan, and that's something uh, like I would like a little bit more. That's I would think that would be like the one gripe I had. Like let Eve know what the hell's going on right off the bat, and then have Cecil come in. Like, look, she told you what the hell's going on. Now bring your ass the fuck over here. Um. Holy shit, episode seven was fucking crazy. And then the immortal returns and get his ass beat for a second time. Hey, he was throwing them hands at first though. You can't you can't not give it to him. Uh, shit. Yeah. I only know the extent of the immortal's powers though. Like is he actually immortal that he can't die? So he may see him again, or is it? That he can't die, that he just like lives forever. I think we seen from um the immortal. Oh shit. From what we seen from the immortal, um he can die. It's just except for the fact that if he doesn't get his body back together. Then he stays dead. Mm. Like if he's get puts back, essentially like Wolverine. If you keep Wolverine dismembered, 
he's technically dead. But if you Wolverine and Deadpool essentially, if you if they're actually no Deadpool is, is you know Deadpool on the side because he has a weird healing factor that just keeps him alive while Wolverine. If you keep, if you dismember him enough and keep his body parts away from one another, Wolverine can stay dead. That is definitive. Wolverine can can die if you just actually dismember him. And yes, you can dismember Adamantium. There's a couple of issues of X-Men that actually did happen. I can confirm that. But Deadpool, that's... So I, I, I consider Immortals' healing factor to be like Deadpool. As long as... Um, I mean, to be like Wolverine. As long as the limbs are together, he can stay alive. Mm. I had to go. I had to go. I had to nerd out right there for a second. We Thank you for that. You're welcome. Um, and then after Invincible saves the day, well, turns around. <laughs> Even the whole world is shook. Shook. They just straight up saw no Omni Man chop a motherfucker in half. But I'd be like, boy, I'd be born in the because that guy was coming at him like, I'd just be confused because um, Immortal was coming at him um, 0 to 100 immediately. So people was like, so I'd be confused as to like, why is Immortal attacking them? And I'd be like, most likely knowing how to defend himself because he wouldn't stop. But all uh, those cameras though, and they couldn't pick up the him Immortal saying, you betrayed the Guardians of the Globe? <laughs> No, we couldn't hear that at all. Like, get out hey, of there here. There was, there was, yo, there was probably like all the way up in the, uh, almost close to space, but there was all up over the sky, so I wouldn't blame the cameras for not being picked that up. Like, shit. Because Nolan's just like, it, when we get to Vitramite War, that is going to be very interesting. Because I, and, I hate the fact that we get villain. This is the one time, like Superman, you know how to defeat him. It's Kryptonite or magic is one of the two. There's like three different forms of Kryptonite and then magic. Um, with Vegemites, and for the history reading Invincible comics, I don't know any fuck. There's like no weakness weaknesses for Vegemites. Like Mark, he's half human, half Vegemite. So, like, this is, like, one of the times where I'm like, okay, you created something that's too fucking OP. Like, Robert Kirkman. Too OP. So, I'm like, I'm sitting there like, alright, how the fuck you're going to take out a Viltrumite? And I, I like the fact that here, Cecil was like, you don't know how the fuck to take him out? Virtually indestructible. And I like the fact that he had to keep repeating himself at that. Like, nobody's fucking listening. He's like, I don't know how to kill him. Do you? <laughs> <laughs> he was like, he's getting like, he's getting real annoyed by this point. He's like, look, if I knew how to kill him, he would be dead by now. So I was like, shit. Here we go. And now... Episode 8. So, Episode 8 takes us just directly towards the conflict between Mark and Nolan 
aka Omni Man. So um, Mark just witnessed um, his dad killing um, their mortal ruthlessly, and he just was confused. And then that's when Mark. Uh, that's when um, Nolan dropped the bomb that and that he's basically there to conquest Earth and was telling the history, the real history of Virtual Might and what he, his reason of being on that planet was. And Mark was not having it. Not at all. Like, just like how I predicted. Like, he's more, um, like, he has no uh, um, affiliation, no association, no feelings, no type of way towards the Virtual people because the people, his people are Earthlings and yeah. stuff like that. And so, so what, what follows this is a glorious beatdown. No <laughs> one is giving Invincible to teach him how to become stronger or like to show him like how um, meaningless these people are to him and how they should be meaningless to him too. Like throughout this whole fight, you know, you learn more about knowing how ruthless he is and like um and how he ages and stuff like that and how he perceives the world. And it kinda of makes sense, you know, in a way. Yeah. Because of um because of how he ages, you know, he's like these people are like a blip in my life, you know. Your mom is a blip in my life. In the most disrespectful fashion, he calls Mark's mom a pet. And she is hearing this. This is the one time I wanted someone to like he needs to catch a hell of faith. I mean like a god bullet right to his motherfucking head. Like what? Like reading it and actually hearing it is two totally different things. Him not only berating his wife, calling her a pet. I'm like this motherfucker needs to be worked. His jaw need to be rearranged. You don't talk about like at that moment, I don't have no father. I renounce you. I'm about to crack mm. your jaw. That it would have been me. But but too bad, Mark doesn't have the hands for that right now. He don't. And, so, like, and like we said at the top of the episode, Mark is what eight months into being a superhero. Yes. He ain't powerful. And he's only and he's only eighteen years old. Versus like we don't even know how old knowing is, but we know that he's over a thousand years old. And so the older the Vitramites become, the stronger they become. So we know that, like, according to Vitramites' age, that Nolan's, like, probably middle-aged since he has, like, gray hair now. Yeah. So he's, like, fairly strong. Well, Invincible is just, like, a baby still compared to everyone. But he Not even a baby. He's, like, a, he's like a newborn. Yeah. According to, like you said, according to Vitramites, he's a newborn. But he said by the time he's 30... Half of his fr- his family, I mean, his friends will be dead. And he'll still mm-hmm. look as young as he does now. So which means he's not even broaching the the age of a of a of a Viltrumite by this point. So, so Mark is just like yeah, it's helpless against you know no one. Like you can see him throwing punches as hard as you can, and no one just takes it on the face. And so, like, this is, this is, like, kind of a little bit of discrepancy that makes me, like, contradict, like, contradict, like, what happened in the fight between him and the Guardians, you know? Like, was he doing, like, 
like you he was obviously hurt by them to he was almost beaten to death, but like Mark can't even harm him at all. Like what's going on here? Like I there's need to be like some consistency to like how powerful he is. I know, like I don't fucking get probably I'm only gonna chalk it up to like Mark is not as powerful as everyone else. Nah, I think he's like one of the strongest heroes. Like I I think he's like stronger than the Guardians of the Galaxy uh, Guardian the Guardians of the Galaxy. Not Guardians of the Galaxy, sorry. The Guardians. Um because like I don't know, like it, how he carries himself and how he like easily defeats his enemies for the most part. Like lets me know that he's stronger than most guardians, and how much the Cecil is all all up on him, like requesting his help and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. He's going to help directly, like he's Nolan. So like he's, I think he's like kind of like the second strongest hero. So like I think he could like defeat like not defeat them, but like he could give them a tough time too. Um, so we're gonna. So I think like yeah. because like the people. Record it. Um, sorry for the technical difficulties. Um, Discord, as always, likes to drop my call. Or I sound like a robot. I hope I don't sound like a robot. I don't sound like a robot, do I? No, you do not sound like Zachary Quinto. Thank you. Somebody got that reference. Um, but you were talking about um, when we got cut off, Omni Man, like really going in. On Mark, on why is he want? Why does he wants to protect these um these people? Because they're nothing, essentially. Yes, yes. So, like to teach him a lesson on how much they mean nothing to Omni Man. He like basically almost levels a whole city, and in doing so, he uses Mark as a battering ram. On a train full of people, where they all just fucking um, just fucking turn to mush going against Mark's body because he's hardened. Yeah. So uh, that was like that's, whole, that's like traumatizing. Yeah, and that's jumping ahead. At first, he saved Mark was trying to save those two fighter pilots, and Omni just came down and crushed home dudes. The, the brother, the Omni brother, and this whole stuff besides. Um, Kari Payton's character is crushed like a fucking grape right in front of Mark as soon after he saved him. It's like fuck. And then when he um when he got when Mark landed in Chicago, he tried to save that mother and daughter. And Nolan tried to spin it around and was like, "Oh, this is all your fault." Like motherfucker, you like Mark can barely. Stop himself from landing. He's not like you said. He's not powerful enough to stop himself from like getting punched clear across a couple of fucking states into the middle of fucking downtown Chicago, taking out buildings and shit. Like I was like, this is like one of the first times in an animation we seen children get killed as well. That, oh my that, gosh, yeah. That is even disturbing. That's like so brutal. Like, it doesn't hold back at all. Like, to see, like, Mark's desperation in saving these people and, like, how much 
who wants all these people to live. It's just like it's heartbreaking. It's horrible just like to see all these innocent people get murdered. Like, okay, I witnessed this in TV, like in I don't know live action movies, but for some reason, like here, it feels much more personal. Yeah, and I hope we. <sighs> Because Robert Kerman had said in an interview recently, especially with, uh, and also he doubled down on it with Kind of Funny, and he did um, a podcast with them. The the live action movie is still in active development. It's just the animated series was off, got off the ground faster than the um, live action movie is. And Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg are still attached to the live action movie as well. They're still attached to Invincible on the animated series. So. The live action movie is going to be it's going to be very interesting to see the direction that they're going to take with the movie. It's like they're going to have to really speed run it through the if they if, when the movie ever comes out. Everything that we got in this animated series and the 12 was like 12 issue comic. All that has to be done within like 2 hours. Hour fifty two hours max. Like, but I think what the movie would do, the animated series, this series didn't do. I think the movie would end with Mark just losing the fight to his pops. When, when, if we get that movie, not if, when is more like when we get. I can see that happening as opposed to a more upbeat what we got to this um, ending. Um, we got to the, towards the end. Going to a movie. Hmm? Yeah, I don't think a movie makes sense for it. I've just seen it as a TV show. Well, it's still surprising, even though, and if y'all didn't know this by this point, because this review is going up on Wednesday, by the time you listen to this, before or after, if you don't know, Invincible got renewed for season two and three, which makes us happy here at the GCR. Um, but I know by this point, it doesn't make sense to have a movie, but even though Invincible is getting a second and third season, not a lot of people are still watching it. And not and and surprisingly enough, there's not a lot of people who like cartoons. There's a good majority of people around the globe that do not like um animated movies or cartoons, so it makes sense why there would be a movie. Which is, which is fine. Like everybody has their own opinions on stuff. Um, if you don't like it, you don't like it. Um, I don't like to fight people to try to make some to watch something that I know they're not going to. Like in this case, Benita is going to be pissed. I'm never going to watch Birds of Prey. I don't <laughs> care how, and I know full well she's not going to listen to this episode. <laughs> it's been more than ten years since Birds of Prey been out. So Birds of Prey came out last year. Oh, I thought we were talking about the old <laughs> CW uh, show. No, we're talking about... I'm calling it Birds of Prey. People calling it Harley Quinn. If it was called... Oh, we're talking about the movie. Yeah. Oh, movie. Like, I like Mary Elizabeth Weinstead. Margaret Ruby ain't that bad. I like Journey Smollett. I just don't want to... And I, to this day, from 1993 to now, I still love Rosie Perez. Mm, Rosie Perez. <laughs> man. I'm glad that she's acting again. She's no longer blacklisted for some shit that, like, women should not be going through a lot of shit in Hollywood. 
And she went, her Rosie Perez went through a lot. But, no. DC films are just, I'm not even going to see The Flash. It's right off the bat. I'm not going to watch it. You have a, yeah, man, that's your, that's your prerogative, man. Like, this is not the DC show. This is uh, Invincible. Um, but yeah, see what happens when people don't watch animated stuff. It, it spins off. But, like I was saying, Piggy going, rewinding back. I feel this show can help people get into animated stuff because it shows not everything. Invincible mainly shows not everything can be should is not for kids. This is clearly made for adults. Definitely. And the context, the nuance, things that we can pick up on. It's going to be, and, and, and young adults, because I don't want no teenagers, or, well, young adults, be listen to our podcast and be like, what the fuck about, about us? Like, yes, you're going through shit too. I understand. I hear you. But we're talking about people from, well, actually, no. I have a cousin who's 12 who don't like cartoons. Which is like, I'm like, what? Who hurt you? Like, who hurt you? You don't like cartoons? I don't think we can be family. But, um, disowning family members because they don't want to. I don't care how old you are. Um, yeah, I think this this series is good enough for, uh, uh, it's excellent for, enough for people to get into because we said it before we recorded. J.K. Simmons is the MVP. J.K. Simmons and Sandra O oh are the MVPs. For, and Stephen Yoon, these three. Are the MVP for of this um, first season? There's one, yes, Stephen Yoon, who proven himself to be a damn good voice actor. Like minus being a, 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 an Oscar nominated actor at that now. Yeah, I can ask this off in this show, man. Shoot, it should just win an award just for the show. I think. If the daytime Emmys is still a thing, he'll pro- they'll probably be nominated for best. Um, I think the show for best ensemble cast. I could definitely see Invincible getting that award at the daytime Emmys. Like I can see that happening. Like who keeps on winning? The Simpsons keep on fucking winning. I think the Simpsons Family Guy and South Park. Let's get some. Let's get some other. Let's campaign for Invincible to win a fucking Emmy for best on Columbo Kai. It's an ensemble cast. Cause you got Mahershala Ali, John Hamm, um, Andrew Reynolds. If you know him from um, Black Monday on Showtime, um, he also did a stage play with um, what's his name? Heavyset. Uh, I know he's Heavyset. Um, he was Olaf in Frozen. His fucking name, goddamn! He has a show we want, um, we, on YouTube. He's getting actors and actresses from the eighties to come back to talk with him. More, uh, the Book of Mormon. Andrew Reynolds did the Book of Mormon. There we go. I had to pull. I had to pull. If you don't listen to this, is your first time listening to the podcast. Most of the time, anyone on the podcast will list Randall off a name of movies just to remember an actor's name, which I just did right now. Andrew Reynolds. 
check out Black Monday on Showtime because that Don Cheadle is fucking funny in that. Um, got Mahershala Ali as Titan. Um, oh, forgot what's her name from um, Community again? Who's Adam Eve? What said again? What was the actress' name again from um, Community? Who's Adam Eve? Oh, um, Jillian Jacobs. There we go. Um, yeah, obviously you have her. Um, she's been doing a lot of dramatic work. So her coming back doing comedy, but this is for an animated movie. So it's, it's, it's like we're getting, my brother said, we're getting a warped version of Britta, but not woke Britta. I was like, okay, I watched I watched Community long enough to to get they catch that reference from him. I was like, I I, I remember that episode where she was woke at um air quotes woke Britta. Um, Michael Dorn coming back the voice. Uh, well, the interview that Robert Kirkman did, he said they was directing that episode where Invincible gets his chest um uh, cracked open by Battle Beast. And they was trying to find Battle Beast's voice, and Michael Dorn stopped them and said, "You want me to use my wharf voice?" He's like, "Yes, please." And he said they squealed when he started talking like wharf. But so he's like, "In this universe, wharf is Battle Beast," which is still cool. So, lots of a lot of actors of note, but Sandra Oh though. Like I got, I got. It hit me. Mark was to see if she needs anything, any food. Sierra just in there crying. I'm like, all right. Omni Man needs to catch a fade. <laughs> Two to the throat, so he doesn't talk. Two to the throat. Pop pop. I don't want to hear no apologies for you, motherfucker. You made my mom cry. That would if I was Mark. This is unpowerful enough. Two to the throat. Two to the throat. Um, well, quick question. What was the most emotional part of the episode for you? I was more, I was, is in terms of emotion, I was more angry. I'm like, I'm more angry for the fact, like, God damn it. I, I want Mark to actually do some fucking damage. Like, no anger power ups, like, literally cause some fucking damage because this motherfucker is talking too much shit. I, I get it. He's trying to rile him up, but I was literally—it wasn't working on Mark because he was telling him like he was like, "What will you have when everybody's dead?" He's, like, "I still have you, Dad." I was more riled up than I was sad. Like, no, I was. I, I was, was sad. I was like, probably because we're, we're probably the age difference. Because I'm more on the lines of like, I'm I'm just explode by this point. I was like. I want to fuck this motherfucker up right now. I don't care if I die. He needs to go. No, like, dude. You, you no. fucking up my boy Invincible. You talking about his no. moms. We all... Here's the thing, though. Everybody heard Omni-Man say this shit. Everyone. And includes Rexplode and the new Guardians of the Globe. Hell no. I would no. Like, this dude got to catch a fate. Dog, 
that flashback for me, man. Like when he said that, and like that triggered those memory mm-hmm. of him being a kid watching his first baseball game, and like how Nolan was then office because he these sports are trivial to him. But at that moment, and telling him he was just a parent, like he just was able to let down his guard. That reminded him like of the love he felt for Mark, and that literally is what saved Mark life. Until he knocked like, out the two front, yeah. his, his, his fucked up his grill. Well, that well he well that stopped him from killing him. <laughs> so he's good. Or maybe he can regrow teeth. Who knows? Um, well, obviously, yeah, like, Mark still got that, his, Mark got his teeth at the end. So yeah, his teeth grew back. So after that, man, like Omni Man just flew off, just flew off, man. Like t- I think there was tears in those. But yeah, fuck them he has love. He has love for Mark. He has love for Mark, and that's the only reason why Mark is alive. I have fucked him too. <laughs> like, no, nah, man. He, he, like, oh, I'm getting riled up. I'm getting riled up. Because, like, just remembering that fucking episode, man. Like, that really, like, they really, like, in a way, it hit home for me. Like, seeing what my mom went through. Like, it, it, it like, something that, because if, if I was, I'll say, 18, I'll go back, if it was, eight, if it was 18-year-old me, I would definitely be a little bit more emotional. Now I'm not well traveled, but older, and just seeing a lot in my third now going on thirty six years on this planet. Oh hell no! I, I, your life is forfeit if you do that. Now into invincible duck. Now your life is forfeit, Omni Man. You can fuck off and die. Fuck off and die. You can still fuck off and die, but you can still recognize that the situation is unfortunate and sad. Yeah. And I think we we're getting now we're towards the end. We have like twenty minutes left of the show. Well technically fifteen because five minutes is the credits. Um like Debbie might be starting her drinking problem. She takes the uh, med drink from um Mark Hamill's character. Just, I'm like, oh man, we're gonna go down that route. Our guys to deal with his mom's drinking problem. Um, and then the last part, and I know this this pissed you off. Amber. Dog, what on what on what plan do you think that's okay after you break up with someone to like straight up come to their place and kiss them immediately and try to warm your way back into their lives? Like, no. Fuck uh, out of here, Amber. <laughs> I, I, I agree. I'll be like, whoa, what, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing? Yeah, I was hope I wanted Mark to like put your off, uh, her off of him. Like, yo, what are you doing? Fuck out of here. Like, go. Like, you've been playing with me this whole time. Do you want me or do you don't? Like, get the fuck out of here. Oh my God. Like, you clearly saw on the news. I got worked by my own fucking pops. I was used as a battering ram to kill thousands of people that are now the world is blaming me for that I had no control over. 
and you want to work? No, no, no. So, you need to go. Like, God damn. That, that, I was like, okay, why? Why? Um, Richard Avell Johnson needs to come back. Because that one episode, we didn't touch on it, that one episode where Carl Winslow himself came in to be the principal like he was. I need to see, he needs to come back for another episode. Well, we got two more seasons, so, you know, hopefully, soon later he comes back, the voice. Essentially himself. Um, I, I, what I want out of season two. Mark and Amber to break up. Just break them up. I think that would be a cathartic moment for everyone. Especially for you. Because as soon as I said that. He was already like ready to flip the script. Now let's preface this. We love Zazie Beats. She's an amazing actress. She was, she's great in Atlanta. She is Great in Deadpool 2. We hope to see her in the MCU. But we just don't like you in Invincible. It's too real. Too real for us. It's just too real for us. No, it's too toxic. So that too. It's too too fucking toxic. Like, you got to go. You don't have to be here, but you sure as hell got to get out of here. Oh man, I I think since you predicted this, well not the Amber thing, just the way how fight was gonna end. I say by episode four of season two of season two they'll break up. That's so because there's a lot of shit jumping off for season two that we already get the we got a gang war with Titan. And the um, Asian enemy that Titan was dealing with um, in his episode. Um, the. I forgot the name of those fucking creatures on Mars. Not the Martians, but the, the creature that, um, that attached itself to that human um, astronaut. We have Mars mm. to deal with those. We're gonna, I know we're going to get the shape shifting um, Martian at some point because he's on Earth now, so which means. More likely, Cecil probably knows where he's at. It's just Mark doesn't have to team up with him. So we're going to deal with it. We're going to see him soon. Um, he has a bit, well, if they keep him alive, because there are certain characters that usually are still around but are dead. So it'll be interesting if they keep him alive throughout the series, because I know he, he was there till the end. Um, see the Guardians of the Globe being a team? Um, everything seems hopeful. And then we get towards the end. Alan the Alien comes flying back. Um, he's like, I'm sorry, I, I got it wrong. He's like, but the, 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 the council said there's a virtual mind on the, on the planet. Mark recreating episode two. He was like, we need to talk. Mark tells him everything. And we get, we get set up, to, so which means we're going to hear more Seth Rogen as we go forward. That's Alan the Alien. What's going to happen sooner or later? He keeps on putting himself in these adaptations that he, he kept on bringing out. You awake? I'm here. 
You have no rebuttal, nothing to come back. I have no rebuttal. I'll, like Seth Rogen, he's Seth Rogen. I'll cut, I I'll have no sure. feeling towards that man. I'll make sure I cut that out. <laughs> I have no feeling towards that man whatsoever about him adapting Invincible. He's taking his time. Yeah, I do not want. Like, I don't think. I think it'd be cool for live action, but like, it's a long story. So like, we're gonna get from a movie. So like, he helped make the um, the animated series too. That's cool, but like I said, the movie like it doesn't make sense for them to make a movie of along with a series like this. Mm, we don't know. <laughs> we have to wait and see. Oh, they they have to do a lot of editing and cutting. Oh, please no. We already got that in um, Mortal Kombat. <laughs> we already well, that's what you're going to get. That's what you're going to get from these movies. This movie you want. Uh, I think it's going to be rated R. I think the movie is going to be rated R. Well, it's going to be rated R, but like at the same time, it's going to like stuff's going to be left out. It's going to stop at a certain time. We won't get characters just fleshed out as we did at the TV show. It's just going to be now it's good. Not unless it's an Amazon movie. Just look at um, Without Remorse. That might be that Tom Clancy movie. That's um, an Amazon movie. Original. I didn't say they don't do good movies. It's like... I'm, that, no, I'm that's just like based off of... That's based off of one book. I, I think it's just one book. But like that movie's good. The quality that Amazon puts out is good, obviously, since we got The Boys and we got this. I'm just saying a movie is not the right format for Invincible because it's long-winded. Like, like we, like how many movies are they plan to put out? You know, you can't be just keep on putting out movies. It's like the seven invincible movie. No, they're not gonna put seven invincible movies out. So there's gonna be cuts. It's gonna be made. Yeah, I can and see. characters gonna be cut too. I can see the William and Rick arc being taken out. I can see the Titan arc being cut out. Yeah, it would it would be hella streamlined. Really sitting, really sitting, thinking about it, it would be streamlined. But hey, to piggyback to the start of the episode, Henry Cavill as Omni Man. It can work. Saying it can work. <laughs> You keep on saying that because it's not going to work for one. Two, um, he's already Superman, so people are going to do this about Superman. So they're not going to cast him. He's not Superman. That's cool. That's cool. He was Superman, so they're not going to cast him because he was already Superman. They play as a Superman adjacent character. No. Hey, let's do this. Or we can get John Hamm, because John Hamm was just the security guard in Invincible. The one that was talking about his son. That was John Hamm. I was like, wow. Didn't I know that? But yeah. Let's go on with season two and three. I want to see Savage Dragon. Let Mike Larson, Mark Larson and Robert Kerman work together. Let's bring Savage Dragon in here. But I do understand because people have like do not 
we're not loving the cops. They need to work on how to bring a Savage Dragon to Savage Dragon. Technically, it, they did do a callback to Savage Dragon because Chicago is Savage Dragon's um, home city. They need to set that up. That would have been cool to see him like running around trying to save people while Mark is in his ass but, but whooped by Omni-Man. That would have been cool, a cool cameo. That's what it is. Um, I want to see Tech Jacket pop up. Um, I know we're going to see Dr. Seismic. That was his villain name, Dr. Seismic. I'm not sure. Well, we see him with the lava people. So he's going to be a threat next season. Here's a good question. <laughs> you, keep, you keep on scrolling for the people. Oh. <laughs> this is a spoiler review. And I did have not. Spoil- for the, I have not. For the feature. No, I said you see Dr. Seismic in the fucking, like, their little post credit scene. And so I have I have not said what the fuck is going to happen further on. Okay. Okay. Now there's one, and I'll say this after we're done recording. What do you think we'll see? What I'm gonna, you know what? Matter of fact, because I want to say it without swaying it. Thank you for listening to this <laughs> review of Invincible. We want to overstart and welcome, overstay our welcome. Um, did y'all like it? Let us know. Do you like cartoons? Also, let us know on Twitter. Literally, just fuck with us on Twitter. Don't fuck with me on Instagram. I don't need y'all bother me on. Um, <laughs> simply a Desi is dead, and if Ray at Ray at Ray squared, just let us know if you like cartoons. Um, if not, we we would like. I I actually genuinely like to know why you don't like cartoons. Why people don't. And does not use the term they're for kids. Because you need to watch Invincible because you see organs and shit fly the fuck out. That is not for kids. Mm-mm. And with that, yeah, it would have been cool if I were if if I was trying to say Mark's name. <laughs> we all know his name. His name is. <laughs>